Matt Griffin, welcome back. How are you, mate? It's good to see you. Very good, Ross. A returning guest. Uh, it's great to see you. We last saw you. I well, last saw you when was that? Down at uh, the Vic Open, Thirteenth Beach in February. Yes, down there. Yeah, yeah, a few months ago now. Time flies. Now we're doing a little bit of work for Drum and Golf uh, down there. We did a little video for uh, Big Swing Golf to talk about the Full Swing Kit launch model, which I've been toting about a bit. And the people who listen to the podcast know the work that I'm doing with those guys. Uh, and we did a little what's in the bag. And when we did the what's in the bag, we talked about 13th Beach being one of the um, qualifying venues for the Open. Now, it was the start of the tournament. You hadn't played yet. You went out and got the third position, got to the Open. We're here. We've just been upstairs playing on the uh, full swing golf simulator at St Andrews, talking about that. Mate. I'm excited to go to Scotland. The listeners know that I'm excited to go to Scotland. I'm going for my you know, holiday. We're going to see the family. I'm going to the Open, hopefully see you. How do you feel about going to the Open, the 150th? You've played one before. Let's talk about that. Yeah, oh, look, it's um, super exciting. I mean, you stuff you dream of, really. As, as a golfer, these you play golf as a kid to play the majors and, and to play the 150th St Andrews is just icing on the top, really. I mean, it'll be the – it's probably the most talked about major that – I've ever known since I've been around and it'll be one that will be re- everyone will always remember the 150th winner this year you're going to have Tiger Woods is going to be there uh, all the great names of golf in the past can be there it's just going to be a um, it's it'll, it will be a really special week so I can't can't wait so when we go back to that time at 13th Beach and we sort of I guess I framed it up I said you know how, how excited are the players I didn't talk to you specifically but I said how excited are the players to have this opportunity you know, as you got further into that tournament, how is it unfolding for you? Yeah, I guess when you start the week, you kind of, I mean, finishing in the top three in a tournament, you might, unless you're a super elite player, you're probably going to do that once or twice a year. So it's sort of not something that's at the front of your mind when you start. I mean, you're always hoping that that's the week you're going to play well. And But as you kind of had a good, decent first round and then you had a good second round and kind of from, I guess, Saturday, it was in the back of my mind and, Probably I was two shots off the lead going into Sunday and my main focus was whenever you're trying to qualify for something, the best thing to go at is if you go and win it, if you try and finish third and just scrape in, you'll you'll end up closer. And I kind of – the good thing was on that last day, I got into the mix. So for most of that last round, I, I made the point that I was going to look at a scoreboard and I sort of started well. I was playing consistently. It was a, quite a tough day and I felt like I was going pretty well. Uh, birdie 15 to get to – I think four or five under for the day and then I kind of bogeyed 16 and it wasn't until I got on the green on 17 where there was a leaderboard right in front of my face that I saw that I was sort of, I think I was three back at that stage and it kind of, at that point I knew that I wasn't, unless something extraordinary happened, I wasn't going to win. So that was when I kind of started playing for the, almost playing for that spot and hold a good putt on on 17 for par and then hit, most important thing was get a good drive on 18. I made a pretty average par but uh, at that stage, I sort of had a good two-shot lead. So I was pretty, at that stage, pretty comfortable. Still had, I think John Lyris had the 18th play and he had a bunker shot to, if he hold it, he would have tied and then got in in front of me. But, uh, yeah, it all, all happened pretty quickly and uh, great to nab that spot. It's not your first Open. Uh, I was in Scotland when you played your first Open, which was in England, at uh, Royal Birkdale, was it not? Yes, yeah, Royal yeah. Birkdale, 20, 2017. 2017. Uh, you had Junior on the bag. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I had no, no, I had no, um, no, Junior was uh, down there. Yep, yep, Junior was there. Yep. So Dan was um, Dan was there. He was in Sporty. Walked around a couple of practice rounds with us. Uh, I had Josh Carmichael of yep. New Zealand. He was my long term caddy at that time on, on the bag. So so first open at uh, once again another pretty significant open. They're all pretty significant open rotor venues. Uh, you know, just a little recap of you know that week and how that week has you know helped you prepare, I guess, for you know four weeks time. Yeah, I think that the first open, you kind of, you just don't know. The biggest thing I didn't know was how I would feel when I got there. Um, and you just don't know whether you're going to be able to function and play golf. It's such a big thing and you stand on, especially that that first tee at Royal Birkdale, you got a big bunker on the left, out of bounds, down the right, and you just have to hit a golf shot off the first. So I remember for about two days, I was playing reasonable golf at the time, uh, the two days, Leading in, everything felt good, but I was just so nervous about that first shot because I'm like walking over that. I'm, you had to walk over this bridge the first hole, get there, and you're just like, how am I going to feel when I get on that first tee? And obviously, you're extremely nervous. And when they call your name out, and fortunately, I got a real, I actually ripped my first opening tee shot, hit a great shot, good second shot into about 10 foot. And so the good thing this time is that I'll know that I've been through that. I know that I can actually function and, uh, and hopefully. Those early early nerves won't up, they'll they'll be there, but they won't be as severe as they were. Uh, I'd probably ask you one of the you know dumbest questions. I knew the answer. I, I asked you the, the question. I sent you the text. You played at St Andrews before when we were setting this up, or after you qualified. You played at St Andrews before. I knew the answer, but I I, I don't know why I hit send. And you went yeah, Ross, uh, about twelve times. Yeah, it's a bit different to Royal Birkdale, right? You know, you've, you've played this the old course so many times. When you think about the old course, and we've just played it on the simulator upstairs, you know what are the what are you thinking going into the open? You know, is there you know you, you've got your you've got your your yardage book in your pocket? Yeah, I got my yardage. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Back it's in the golf bag now. Golf but bag. Yeah, yeah, you've still got you. You know, you've got your yardage book. I'll take some photos of it. You've got the yardage books with your notes in it. You know, what have been the experiences in the past? What have you learned in the past about the old course? You know, where where you can get it, where it can bite you. What what's that like? Yeah, I think the big thing with the old course, it's so wind dependent and you, depending on which way the wind's coming, either the front nine will play really easy or the back nine will play a bit easier. You can get that, if the front nine plays really easy, you know the back nine's going to play really hard because the essentially the opposite, opposite breeze. So uh, it's I know the scoring there is so wind dependent. Like you look at, we get a tough week weather-wise, like something around sort of, if you get in double digits, you're going to, have a chance to win but if we get a good week weather wise and it's dry and not much wind you're probably looking at 20 20 plus under with the way the distance goes so very very weather dependent i've played i played a Lynx trophy there which is in june so that was nice weather and um, that's an big amateur there and i'm finished reasonably well there and then i played four dunhills there i think which is in october when it can be absolutely freezing so also had a few warm days that time of year but so i've, I've kind of seen it in a most different conditions so you sort of know what to know what to what to expect um you know preparation wise for four weeks time or so we're recording this for about four weeks away uh, from the open so it's june you know what what are you doing preparation wise to you know get ready for yeah so it's kind of i guess i've been playing in japan so it's been sort of back of mind but you're always thinking about getting ready so i've been working on a bit of a punch shot sort of something that goes better through the breeze uh and also working on more of that sort of with a four iron that real bump and run because st andrews if especially if it's playing really firm and fast you 
you can't really play through the air that much. So working on those longer shots to just keep the ball on the ground and and those little things. I'm, I'm going over a week early to play. We're going to East Lothian, a uh, place you know well. We're going to North Berwick, uh, Muirfield and uh, Gullen playing in, and Musselburgh, an old, really old school nine-hole course. So just to get a... Just to get the feel of playing in those turf conditions, because I go and practice all I want out here, but it's not the same as when you get onto those conditions there. So that'll be a really important week, and then I'll get to Sanders on the Sunday and start my getting really getting to know the course. Because as much as I've played St Andrews, I haven't played in an open, so I haven't seen open flags. I haven't seen yep. if it's dry and they let the course really bake out. I haven't seen that yet. So mm. that's that'll be a bit of a that's what I'm going to have to come to grips with over there. Oh, let's talk about that East Lothian swing, um, all of those courses, except Musselboro. I haven't played the, the Musselboro course. So Musselboro is like one of the oldest golf courses in, in the history of golf. Uh, Muirfield, Honourable Company of Edinburgh Golfers, went from Leith Links to Musselboro to uh, where they are now at Muirfield. If, if I'm wrong, I apologise, but I'm pretty sure that's how it transpired. You know, the, you'll see the rules of golf, the original rules of golf, which were written at Leith Links in the clubhouse at Millfield. It's one of the greatest experiences in golf. You've not played, have you played any of those courses before? No, this will be the first time, first time. time I played those. So They're all absolute, they're all different. They're all classic golf courses. Even Gullen, uh, which doesn't have the same level of notoriety as uh, North Berwick or Muirfield, it's a great complex, you know, three courses, hopefully you're playing number one, which is where they played the Scottish Open um, numerous times. It's just a, a wonderful, wonderful area. I don't know where you're staying, but um, it's just... Where the, the accommodation is just, it's, it's crazy this yeah. year. Just every, every golf, every golf mart seems to be over there. So we're going to stay in Leith for the that week prior, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of 30 to 40 minutes away and a good spot. And I did it before Birkdale actually did. We went to, I played... Presswick played two 36 holes foursomes at Presswick's with some older members there and had a that was great fun and then the next day we played Royal Troon and uh Western Gales so and it's sort of a, a good way I mean I haven't been my last month up in Japan has been terrible so I sort of and I'll actually my lead into last open I had a pretty bad run of form as well so kind of using it to go over have a bit of fun and really just sort of just find that love of love of golf because I think yeah as much as when you go and play St Andrews, like you, you want everything to be in good shape, but it's a different kind of golf. You're kind of fitting shots to hit spots. So instead of where a lot in Japan, it's like I want to go from here to there and it's all told for you, mm. so much more imagination there. So just get a bit of that and just just really enjoy that kind of week and the experience will be hopefully hopefully good. Do you think in that context that it's easy to find form? Like, you know, because you, you, you're not playing that standardised, you know, golf that you've been tournament ready for week in week out on, on a tour i think so because it i mean you get when you're playing on a tour i've played probably seven of the last nine weeks up there so you get kind of in the week to week run of things whereas going from playing in japan where i mean we're playing for decent money we played for a million dollars last week but you go to playing a major championship should be something totally different it's like going from playing your pre-season cup game in football to playing the grand final next week like it's a very different thing so it all mate I, I think for me it'll kind of just be a, this is so different that it all you almost forget all that other stuff so yeah. that's that's a yeah that's a good thing ah look i'm yeah i didn't know you were playing all those uh, those other courses staying in leith you know leith is just that's where my mum and dad are from you know oh, so yeah. it's uh it's it's a beautiful part of edinburgh um 
a different part of Edinburgh, uh, but it's easy to access. You know, you've, you just basically turn left, turn right from wherever you're staying and you'll be on the road down to Musselburgh and down that way. Uh, if you get the opportunity, stop in for a, a pint at Ducks Inn and see Malcolm Duck. Okay. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Duck. Duck is one of the... I'll, I'll write that down. Write that down. And uh, Malcolm Duck's one of the legends of East Lothian Golf. Um, okay. Big figure, has a bar, restaurant down there. It's one of those golf pubs. You know, it's like yep. the Dunvegan in St. And- in St Andrews. Well, Ducks Inn is, is okay. like that sort of yep. stature in uh, Abilady, which is just outside of Gullen, you know, riding on the wall, uh, putting off the bench. You know, he's got a game with a... A little seesaw, and yep. you, you put a ball up on the stool, um, putt against the the bar, and you have to putt it up the seesaw. Cool. So you got to do that yep. when you go to duck. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, mate, thanks for filling us in on you know what's happened between Thirteenth Beach and and now. It's exciting for us um, here at Drum and Golf. It's exciting for me, you know, knowing you so well. It's exciting to hear this, see you play uh, the simulator upstairs, and you know, even though it's a simulator. Did did you do you feel like you get a little bit of reality out of it? You know, do the do the the vibe does the vibe come back to to the old course when you're sitting up there and oh, playing it on the simulator? Absolutely, the the visions of what you see are almost exactly the same. Well, basically exactly the same. I couldn't tell you if I was to draw a picture in my mind. That's kind of what I what I'd see, and mm-hmm. the all the slopes and the hollows and all that sort of stuff are yeah. all they they're all the same. So it's it's very um it's incredibly realistic. So it's a great it is. And it's, it's they're hard place to get to. So for a lot of people, they won't have access to be fortunate enough to, to go and play these places. So it's the if you can't get there, then it's next big things to go and play it on the sim. So final question, I'll let you go. Getting ready for this tournament, you know, you don't just rock up and book accommodation and say, right, we're here. You know, it's the biggest tournament in the history of the Open. There's going to be so many people there. Like I know more people that are going to be in Scotland for that or going to be in Scotland around the time than I've ever known to be in the history of my time going to Scotland. So there's everyone, I can only imagine that's amplified by everyone. How do you, how do you get ready to have your team uh, there at St Andrews with you? Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty difficult. I'm, I'm actually very fortunate that my, my coach, um, Dennis McDade, who I've been with for a long time, he's got um, – he actually – He's heritage is Scottish, and he's got friends that actually live um, in St Andrews. So he's uh, he's going to be over there with his wife, and he's also got Mark Leishman, who's in the field. So we'll sort of he'll sort of tag team with with the both of us. And um, so I've got him there. Um, I've got Tomo, who's a well known drum and drum and person, who's coming it. over and drumming, helping out with some of his expenses, which is uh, we're very fortunate. So. Um, I got all that all that covered. I've had some friends and family who sort of chipped in a little bit, and also, and it's just one of those things. Like, I think looking at the accommodation to stay in basically the worst apartment in St Andrews was probably looking at sort of three to five thousand pounds. So it was sort of, it's just off the charts. The the price. I'll spend more on my accommodation in St Andrews than I probably will staying fifteen weeks in Japan. So it's just it's absolutely off off the charts. But Look, it's um, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and uh, we're just going to go over there and enjoy it and uh, and make the most of it and try and, try and play some good golf. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing Tomo. Like, Tomo actually used to work here with us. He, he worked yep. with me for a while and a great man. Um, I always joke with him that he looks like Tiger's caddy, so he might get his like, Tiger's <laughs> he caddy. Does. He, what's, he the, does. What's, uh, is it Paul LaCarva? Uh, Joe LaCarva, sorry, yeah, Paul yeah, yeah. Good bald um, head, good bald head. Joe LaCarva and Tomo are uh, like doppelgangers. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Tomo, but I'm looking forward to seeing you. And 
mate, I appreciate the time that you've given us to have a chat and uh, record some audio and the time that you did on the simulators upstairs. We'll hopefully make that into a little video that uh, will give the Drummer Golf family and the Mile of Golf family hopefully a little bit of vision and insight into your experience there. And um, yeah, mate, it's been great to see you and appreciate you. I like your golf shoes too. I've got some pictures of those. He, <laughs> he's gone the full, the full Scott. Yeah, what a good guy. That's he's right. Gone. He's, gone. he's <laughs> staying in league. He's got the Scottish flag on his shoes. Uh, if there's one way to do well in Scotland, that is to you know, embrace the culture and embrace the people. And if you're representing their flag, I guarantee that they will embrace you. They'll be good. Even if they don't know who Matty Griffin is, and I'm sure many of them do, um, they'll look at your saltire on the on your shoes and they'll you will immediately uh, be elevated in their stature. Absolutely. And then if you can scull a pint of tenants and then you know, ch- <laughs> choke back a deep-fried Mars bar, no, that's a joke. <laughs> Maybe Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, Griffo, thanks very much. All the best. Good luck. Thanks, Ross. Thank All you. Right. See ya.